everyone, my name is Reagan. Welcome to Conversations with Sarah, with your host, Sarah Carnes. She's my mom. She's on the radio and TV and loves the Cleveland Browns. But one of her favorite things is connecting with you. She wants to help you live a healthy, happy life. I don't know how she does it. She even got me to love carrots and eat broccoli. Thanks for listening. Well, hello, and thank you for joining me for another episode of Conversations with Sarah. Today, we are talking vacations. I don't know about you, but I love vacations. I'm missing them. Although we did just get back from a little trip, my family. Um, We did go down to Florida before the governor decided to make it a 14-day quarantine or requested it to be. Uh, So we got our trip in. Um, But we just stayed with family down there. So we didn't really even see that many people, except we did go to Disney for one day and it was completely empty. So we didn't really see anybody there either. I'm going to talk about that more in the podcast, but we're really missing our big trips. We had to cancel a trip to Hawaii uh, this spring. We were going with my best friend and her family had to cancel that. It was like mid-March we were supposed to go. So hopefully we're going to get to go next spring and we would have done something else this summer I'm sure and I'm gonna be turning 40 I can't believe it here in November and I've I really just wanted to go and have a little getaway for my 40th as my present and I don't even know if we're gonna be able to do that with all that's going on so I actually fun fact I turned 40 the day after the presidential election so I keep making the joke that I don't know what it's going to be like the day after this presidential election and I'm turning 40. Ah! Anyway, it'll all be good. Maybe I can have a little getaway to look forward to. We'll see. But today we have Melanie on. She spent a lot of time on the road traveling across America in an RV um, RV vacations are like going through the roof. There's like a 400% increase over last year. Um, lots of people looking to figure out for the first time, how does this work? Where can we go? Best road trips. And Melanie also has Lend Me Your Ears over on YouTube. She's a Disney expert. So we're going to be talking to her about all things Disney as well. So hope you enjoy today's episode. Well, about today, I have my friend Melanie on, and if you're watching this via video, you'll see why Melanie's special. <laughs> she is all things Disney, all things everything. I, I have been blown away by the talent of this lady. I've got the pleasure of working with her in vacation Bible school before and just seeing um, how creative she is. And in now she's uh, has the creation of a, a new online source, all things Disney called Lend Me Your Ears. And we're going to talk all things Disney today, Disney reopening, all that good stuff. But I wanted to have Melanie on today because she also did something I think is very unique and very cool is that a couple years ago, correct me if I'm wrong, it may have been around that time. Um, your whole family packed up everything they had and took an RV and took it across the country for a full year. And you sold your house, you sold everything, packed up an RV and traveled the country. And I think so many people right now are like, hmm, an RV vacation sounds kind of good. I actually read a stat recently that 
Camping is all the rage. RVing is all the rage. It's actually, actually up 400% compared to last year. So wow. Melanie, thank you for joining us today and chatting. I want to, I want to start with the RV and then we'll get to all the things Disney. Cause I was just at Disney, um, right after reopening. So, you know, I'm all about Disney too. So we'll get to all of that good stuff in a little bit here. But first of all, tell us about the inspiration to sell everything your family had <laughs> Not, not everything your family had, but your house and everything, an RV for a year. I'm so excited to talk about that. And first of all, thank you so much for having me on. I'm excited to be here and to talk about some of my very favorite things. And yes, we will go ahead and start with the RVing. So a little bit of backstory of how our family got to that point. I am not a camper. My husband's family, <laughs> they have always camped and we've done the tent camping thing. And that has never been anything that ever got me excited to go do. One year we were supposed to go camping with his family over, I believe, 4th of July weekend. And I was due with our third child who is now seven and in like a week, I mean, I was very, very pregnant. And I said to my husband, I am not tent camping right now. This is just <laughs> not something that's going to work for me at this moment. So what we ended up doing was contacting a family we knew who had an RV and we said, hey, would you mind if we borrowed your RV? My wife would love to have like an actual bed to sleep in. They were like, absolutely. They were so kind and generous, allowed us to borrow their RV. And I am telling you, I, of course, had known about RVs before. I, I'm not completely, I, I wasn't completely <laughs> negligent in my information about them, but it was probably my first time ever walking into one. And I was mesmerized immediately. It sounds so silly, but <laughs> to walk into this tiny little cube and it has everything you need in it. It's so amazing how they're put together. I was hooked immediately. And on that very first trip, I remember telling Zach's family, his mother-in-law specific, or his mother specifically, my mother-in-law, I said, I would love to just do this for a year. And everyone thought I was crazy. I mean, it was the very first time I'd ever RV'd. I just fell in love with it that instantaneously. So that would have been the summer of 2013. Okay. In, the, in the summer of 2014, we ended up purchasing our own RV and the RV we had was what's called a class A. So it's what you would consider a motor home. It's all connected. It looks kind of like a bus. Okay. We purchased that RV, began vacationing regularly in this RV, continued to fall in love with it. In the same period of time, my husband was transitioning into really his own business to the point where a lot, a large component of his business were sales, rentals of audio, visual, lighting, production equipment. We decided after a trip in March of 2016 to Nashville, so some time has passed, that, okay, this, this is it. We've got to do this. No more talking about it. Yeah. We're going to make this happen. We felt like it was the right time. Our kiddos were, were at an age where I felt like it was, I was going to be capable of homeschooling them, which was a huge component. You know, you're on the road for a year. You can't send them to school. I had a third grader and a first grader, and my youngest was three. And we just prayed about it, and we said, if this is what's supposed to take place for our family, 
God, you know, allow the doors to open, allow this to become a smooth process. Put our house on the market. It sold within a couple months. And the people that bought our home wanted a majority of the furniture within our home. We didn't even have to worry about selling it. They wanted our bed. They wanted our dining room set. They wanted oh my our goodness. room furniture. Right? It all... It all just opened up for us wow. to like meant take to advantage be. of this situation. We did feel like it was meant to be. So in the summer of 2016, we went ahead, sold that home. We did get a small storage space for some of our essentials that we weren't willing to part with. We actually traded in that first RV for a newer RV since we were going to be living in it for a year. We got something we were going to be comfortable in. And we ended up setting off on October 3rd, 2016. We stayed at a little KOA for a few months to kind of wrap up some business that we had in our lives at that time. We were on the road from October 3rd until July 16th of 2017. So it ended up being about 10 months on okay. the road. Okay. That's still incredible. I can't imagine having, you know, it takes a lot of guts. It's a little risky especially, well, you guys had been on the road. I didn't realize you had done some of the RVing and you were a little bit more experienced. So that makes sense. But even homeschooling the kids for a year, I can't imagine all of the experiences that you've had. So here, here in my mind, because I've, I'll take that back. We went on one RV vacation. We rented a big motorhome, Like you said, it must've been like a class A, like you said, when I was little, we actually went down to Florida. We stayed at Disney Campland or mm-hmm. the Disney campground. Fort, Fort Wilderness. Yes. Fort Wilderness. That's it. And it was one of the best vacations I remember as a kid. It was so fun. And I want to go again, but my husband always is like, well, I don't know. There's so many questions. Like, how do you know where to park? Like once you're in that big RV driving across country, like how do you pull into McDonald's for a stop? How do you, you know, how do you go to the doctor if you need to go? All of those questions like roll through my mind. But even like once you're at a campsite, let's just say my mind rolls, um, like what if you want to run to a restaurant or I'm like, I guess you just don't do that. I guess you have to have everything there, right? Like what are, what is your advice for newbies who have all these like rolling questions? Great questions. So when we had our first RV, we would go on vacation and we would pretty much either rent a car once we got to our destination, or sometimes we would Uber around if that were more convenient, if we were kind of staying all kind of in one compact space. For our large RV trip, we actually towed a Honda CRV behind us. So not only did we have 37 feet of RV. We had a car behind us as well. I did not do much driving with that experience. My husband was like, I'm going to drive this. And I am grateful because that would have been too much for me, a little bit of anxiety. One question that we actually got a lot was, do you need a special license to drive an RV motor home? And the answer is surprisingly, no, you do not need to have any special license any special training. Now there is training available. If that is something that feels overwhelming to you, my Mm -hmm. husband had a lot of experience with driving like big box trucks. Okay. So it wasn't too intimidating for him, but I know a lot of people feel the need to get some extra training and it is available to you. I, I couldn't honestly tell you where, but I know you can get training as far as like 
going through the McDonald's, you know, drive through or whatever. Obviously, you're not doing that with your giant RV. You know, a lot you'd run into that little <laughs> thing they have across that says clearance, you know, however right. many feet, you just boom, ran into it. Typically, though, you'd be surprised when you go places like that. It's typically in a pretty built up area where like maybe there's a Walmart within walking distance or another large store where you would pull in there and park and then maybe walk over to the McDonald's. But the beautiful thing with the RV, the motorhome specifically that we had that's all connected, we had a refrigerator, we had a pantry full of food. We didn't really need to stop anywhere. I would make sandwiches while he was driving. The laws in an RV motorhome are kind of, they call them like limo laws. So I, I wanted my children seated and strapped in while we were on the road, unless they needed to use the restroom, which you can do while you're driving or get a snack or something. They were strapped in, but you are able to move about the cabin. Okay. (laughs) So we really did not stop unless my husband, who was driving, needed to use the facilities. Other than that, we just kind of kept right on trucking. And as far as places to stay, there are, there's such a variety of campgrounds or state parks. And even if you're going on a very long journey, oftentimes places like Walmart will allow RVs to sleep overnight okay. for free. You just park in their parking lot. Or a lot of times, we actually stayed a couple times at like truck stops, which was a little bit unnerving, just something different that we'd never yes. done before. Um, and you kind of fall asleep with the hum of like the trucks. A lot of times You're they right. keep the engines on. So it's an adventure. It is always an adventure mm-hmm. on an RV road trip. I think I answered a lot of the questions that you no, had. No, you that. did. You did. Because that's the biggest like draw to me is the adventure in the family memories. I know. I mean, like the ones I had as a kid, like that's my favorite vacation, but there are some things that, I mean, you just helped ease my attention a little bit about, you know, just being a little apprehensive. I know my husband would be the one driving all the time. The other question I think about is like, is the bathroom situation like doable? I mean, obviously it is, but I, my husband's like, well, can you shower on the motor? <laughs> like, yes, there's a shower and I'm sure it's good. I mean, and we were only thinking for a vacation, not a whole year. So sure. all those things, like for someone brand new to this, is it overwhelming or can you like get through it as a, as a newbie? I, I do want to mention also that just like I said, with our experience, you are able to, of course, rent RVs. You don't have to purchase your own RV to do an RV vacation. And then even if you do decide to purchase an RV, there are so many varieties. For example, like I mentioned, ours looked like a bus, but you can also get the type C that kind of looks like a big like truck or van in the front that's attached to a camper behind it, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. There's also the class B that kind of is like your uh, Mercedes Sprinter van that they've kind of changed inside. It's very small and compact and easier to drive if you have a smaller family. All that to say that if you're going to envision yourself in an RV for a vacation with the bathroom situation, I would equate it a little bit to like, hey, we're going on a cruise. You know, your yeah. cabin, it's small. Your bathroom's going to be small. You're not going to be stretching out in your shower. It's going to be one of those like, Let's get yep. clean type of a situation. And yeah. I, of course, am so used to, I'm so sorry for those who are just listening. <laughs> I'm like acting out <laughs> what I'm saying. You can't see that. So sorry. So our first RV that we had had one full bathroom. 
And our second RV that we had actually had a bath and a half. If you, if you're going to like commit, like if, if you're going to do something crazy like me, I know you said you're just talking about kind of the, the short-term vacations, but they do have large RVs that have a bath and a half. I've even seen them with two full baths before. Wow. Both have showers. Our RV that we traveled around the country in and hit those 38 states with actually even had its own washer dryer installed also. That was my other question. Sure. Yeah. And then even if you don't have your own washer and dryer, which is not, I mean, it's not a super common thing to find in a lot of your run of the mill recreational vehicles. A lot of the campgrounds you're going to be staying at will have your quarter laundromats. Oh, see, I wouldn't have known that. Mm -hmm. Even at your, um, even at like your Disney resort type places, they have a lot of laundromats too. That's really good to know. I would have never known that. See, those are the kind of things that we have to ask you because I would be like, oh my gosh, what do we do? Um, you said you've been to 38 States that, that caught my ear right there. Now, like when would you ever get the opportunity to do that unless you did a road trip like this? So uh, not everyone can do that. I get that. So with so many people taking more road trips this year, based off of what you've seen in your experience, if someone just wants to take a road trip or maybe they're going to try that RV week experience, where would be maybe the top three places that you suggest to take a road trip to? Great question. I love talking about my favorite places across the country. And we did hit hit 38 states on that trip, but I've actually been to 43. I only have seven more to go and they're kind of random and spread out. So (laughs) I don't know how I'm going to do it. But I would also like to interject here that I am so aware of how blessed we were to be able to do that big giant trip. I am also very aware that these are the type of vacations that some people are thinking, oh my, I don't have the money to do those things. But it really can be affordable if you rent an RV. And the campsites, of course, are very affordable. Now, back to your initial question, which was, you're going to have to help me. No, best road trips. Yep. Favorite places. So, I kind of like to go region by region. When we started our road trip, we started in the fall. So I was adamant, starting from Northeast Ohio, I was like, it's fall. We are going Northeast. We are going to New England. I want to see the foliage. It's got to happen. So in the Northeast region, we really, really enjoyed Maine. We did not explore it a lot. We were probably mostly in the Southeast region of Maine with Acadia National Park. We tried to do a lot of national parks. We also did Portland, Portland, Maine, which was lovely. We, we loved taking our kids, you know, when we were on the road trip, we were pretty intentional about, you know, we're not going to Chili's for dinner. We're in Maine. (laughs) We're going to eat some lobster. We're going to get a lobster roll, you know, things that kind of would build in a little bit with that geography of the United States and what is unique to each region and each state. Yeah. We loved Maine down in the South. You know, we actually really, really enjoyed New Orleans. It is, it has that reputation of being a very adult city. Yeah. And I wouldn't recommend being there with your children after nightfall, after nightfall or on a weekend, but we explored the city during the day and we took those just vintage, amazing history, those trolley cars Mm, throughout the city. 
that was really, really neat. And the city itself is beautiful. And again, there's a lot of great food. We had some amazing beignets at the Cafe du Monde. I've so, heard of that. Yes. I mean, it, it world famous, world renowned. We, of course, in the Southwest region, more national parks. If you're looking to, to get in the car and take a little bit of a longer road trip, you know, those other two I mentioned are over here by us in Northeast Ohio. And when I say by, by us, I mean kind of in the Eastern half of the country. But if you're looking for a longer road trip to go out West, I would highly recommend going to Utah. There are five national parks in Utah and they are all so vastly different. Wow, you have okay. Zion National Park, which is near the South of Utah, which is mountainous and beautiful. Then you've got, oh, there's Capitol Reef, which we didn't make it to. There's Bryce Canyon, which is a canyon, but it's got all these like, what are the like stalactites or stalagmites? I've seen pictures. It looks okay, so, gorgeous. Right. So the, the, whatever the ones are that grow up from the ground, they are actually not those, but they look like that, okay. I guess is the picture I'm trying to paint. It's, it's amazing. The landscape there. Up further north, you've got Arches National Park, which is just these amazing rock arc formation, arc yeah. formations of this of this rock, and it is amazing to see God's creation up close and personal. So, I would highly recommend just jumping in an RV and touring the five national parks in Zion, or I'm sorry, in Utah. Then, if you're talking even further west, our favorite state. Are you ready for this, Sarah? <laughs> People yes. never, people never guess it. Our favorite state that we went to on our entire trip was actually Oregon. We just didn't really know what to expect. We had been to Washington before and knew that we loved the Pacific Northwest feel, but Oregon has so much natural beauty as well. We went on a tour around Mount Hood and that was beautiful. There's a beautiful waterfall there that the name of it is escaping me, of course. And then they have Crater Lake there, which is another national park. It is the clearest, most pure lake in, I am certain, the entire country, if not the entire world. They actually wow. do a test where they lower this disc on a string down in lakes. This is how they measure the clarity of the lake. And okay. it got the furthest down deep to where you could actually still see the disc. And it was actually created by a large volcanic eruption. And they get so much snow there. I believe they get, I believe the number was 43 feet of what? snow there annually. We went at the end of June and the snow was like taller than us. It still oh hadn't goodness. melted yet. So wow. that's how this water is so clear because it is just filled over and over and over again with this pure snow and melted and filled and melted and filled. It is an absolutely amazing experience. And I was really struck by that entire land formation is there because of something kind of bad and catastrophic that happened there, this huge volcanic eruption, and that it turned into something so beautiful that God turned that into just mm. a place that we can go and enjoy now. I loved the entire story of that experience. So I have been back to Oregon since. I hope to go back again. There's also some great things on the coast. You can drive the coast and it is beautiful as well. 
Those are great. And those are different. Like when I hear people that have talked about road trips before, what you described are none of the ones that I've heard about before. So I love those. I wrote all those down. Um, I love it. So now we're going to move on to Disney because you are all things Disney. And did you go to the Disney in the, the RV by chance and stay at the Disney campground? We did. So we went in the first RV that we had, and I would say, and we stayed at Fort Wilderness. It was probably my favorite Disney vacation we've ever taken. And I think it was the fact that you felt so at home in your own space. You weren't in some hotel room. It was just so homey. And then, oh my goodness, now we're going to the parks. And then again, we did also hit Disney on our big year-long trip as well. I mean, we were in Florida. How can you not? You you have to. You have to. And for those of you listening to the podcast, we have a video version of this as well. So you could see Melanie. But for those listening, she is all things Disney. She has bright big mini ears on now, Mickey earrings, shirt. It's it's all all the things right now. I love it. Um, (laughs) You have a YouTube channel called Lend Me Your Ears, and you can find it on Facebook as well well. And you do a lot of Disney tips, tricks, all kinds of stuff from movies to going to the park. So any information you need on Disney, um, Melanie is definitely your girl. Lend me your ears. Um, what, what was your inspiration to start this? I know you've always loved Disney, but what, what made you jump into, you know what, I'm going all out here. Well, in late 2018, I kind of shifted. I was in ministry for a long time in children's ministry at our local church. And I kind of shifted my vision of my life a little bit. Our our life got a little bit crazy and I stepped back away from that position. And so the first couple months, it was a little bit relaxing. I took some me time, but after that, it was like, well, what am I doing? I am not doing anything. Of course I would. I'm a mom. I was doing things, but I felt like I needed to do something else to fulfill my, to have a creative outlet for Mm -hmm. one thing. And just to feel like I was doing something and working toward creating and doing something. I've said that four times now. So (laughs) I began watching some YouTube channels about Disney because we were looking at taking a trip because I'm always looking at taking a Disney trip, right? So my husband and I were out to dinner in like January of 2019. And I said, I could do that. And I was kind of, I don't even know why I said it, Sarah. It was like immediately after I said it, he was like, yes, you can. And you should. I do video production and you have a camera and I can help you edit and I can get everything set up. And then I was suddenly like, took a step back, like, I was just kind of joking. I was just, I didn't really mean it. Oh my goodness. Because, you know, the reality of, of putting yourself out there and hoping people enjoy it and hoping people watch and hoping you don't get nasty comments. You know, all these things started running through my brain and I suddenly got fearful. He is really my number one cheerleader. Zach, I love you, my hubby. He just pushed me and pushed me and he kept saying, you will never know unless you try. You've got to try it. You're going to regret it if you don't. So I believe it was March 13th of 2019. We launched our our very first YouTube video. It was just an introductory video. And me, who I love stage work. I love theater. I love singing. Ben used to being on the stage, but for some reason, I don't know if you find this to be true also, Sarah, but like the camera 
so much more intimidating for me than an entire audience filled with people. I don't know why. It took me a little bit of time. If you go back and watch my very first YouTube video to my most recent one, you'll see what I mean. But he really just pushed me and said, you can do this. You have so much information. You have a creative writing background. You can make this topic interesting for people who are wanting to plan Disney vacations. Let's do it. So ultimately started in March of 2019. Now we're, you know, here in July of 2020 and it's a slow going process. You know, it, it's kind of the long-term picture. It takes a while to build that audience. And for I sure. think we're at about 820-ish subs on YouTube now. So we're still, we're still going at it. But I'd say that really my specialty on the YouTube channel, I've got, like you said, I've got some movie reviews. I've got some videos where I just kind of talk like movie fan theories. And those are kind of fun for me to do. But the ones that get the most hits, the most views are really where I take an, a part of Disney vacation planning, which can be difficult to understand. Sometimes there's so many moving yeah. pieces and parts to planning your own Disney vacation. And I try to put it out there in a way that is easy to understand, even visually, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm in the medium of video. So visually trying to show people exactly what the Disney dining plan is and how it works, yes. how to build your fast passes around the dining reservations that you've made, all of these topics, which at this very moment are a moot point because <laughs> if these things are actually happening at Disney World right now. Hopefully someday those will be things again, but that was really an inspiration for it. And we are having fun doing it. It's something that he and I can do together that we yeah. really enjoy. Well, you guys are so creative and you're, it's like the perfect combination with all the work that your husband does and your creativity. I love it. So I know I told you this already, but I was at Disney um, about a little over a week ago, we went to animal kingdom on a whim while we were in Florida about a week after they reopened, um, with their reopening phases of COVID and everything. And I have to tell you, I am so impressed. I'm always impressed with Disney and everything they do. Nothing but top notch stuff comes from Disney. So we're in Florida. We drove, we decided we just need a vacation, you know, down there and we have family, we have a place to stay. Um, and we were just going to sit by the beach and pool actually by ourselves. And on a whim, we kind of were like, well, let's just go check out Disney Springs because you can walk around in the outdoor. We'll have our masks on. We won't really be close to any people. We get to Disney Springs and there's like nobody there. We're walking mm -hmm. around. We <laughs> eat at Animal King or we eat at um, Rainforest Cafe. Fun. My daughter's favorite. And we were one of three tables at lunchtime. It was crazy. Wow. So we're like, okay, now we're a little bit intrigued. Is this how the parks look? Because if this is how the parks look right now, we should take advantage of this. So we went and I get you, you can buy tickets, but you have to have reservations with your tickets. So they're like, well, you can buy tickets, but you have to have reservations. So we went and saw um, the only park that had reservations available the next day was Animal Kingdom. So we're like, we'll take it. We love the Avatar ride. Mm -hmm. So we'll go ahead and do it. So the next day we drove back from Clearwater to Orlando, which is like an hour and a half drive for the day. And we actually got, we're so used to getting there early in the morning, like 45 minutes early. We got there 45 minutes early. They wouldn't even let us in. They're like looking at us strange, like you won't need to be here this early. <laughs> Anyways, long story short, we get there at opening, uh, even they're even spacing the cars out every other car when you pull in empty. The park was empty. 
And they're doing it on purpose to control the crowds. But we felt so safe. We felt after every ride, there's hand sanitizer. We didn't wait in line for hardly anything, walked on everything. By three o'clock in the afternoon, we had rode Avatar four times, the safari ride, Dinosaur twice. We had rode Everest twice in a row, which I don't recommend. My husband and I both (laughs) felt rather queasy after that. We were like, if we ride that again, it's not going to be good. Sorry, Reagan. We're going to have to take a break. Um, But we did so many things so many times that by three o'clock, we were like whipped. We're like, we're going to have to go (laughs) down. So so it was well worth it. But I will say for those people, I just want to mention that like if you have little kids and it's your first time at Disney, there are some things that aren't quite open yet that we felt loses its magic a little bit. You don't have the parades. You don't have the um, uh, people singing all around you in the street singers and all of that kind of stuff. And the restaurants are not all open, which that was very different too. You don't wait in line to for any food at a mm-hmm. restaurant. You order it on your phone, and then you go pick it up. Um, and it was just, I was just very impressed with everything and the reopening. Um, and and a lot of people before they go to Disney because it's a big investment want to know, okay, well, this is going to be worth it. So I've told a couple of people if this is your kid's first time experience in Disney you know, not seeing the characters out, they're not out yet, you know, maybe wait till you get the full-blown experience. But for us adult kids, and if you have older kids and love to ride rides and not have any weight, it's the perfect time. So the other thing I want to talk to you about is um, Disney splurges. Mm. You know, I've always told people too, and I'm sure maybe you've said the same thing. Yeah, Disney can be expensive, but you can definitely do Disney on a budget. There's Mm -hmm. lots of different things. You probably have even videos or have talked to that before. I'm not sure. Um, But what are some of the things that you say, okay, if you're going to do Disney, you really need to do this? Sure, absolutely. So, and you're completely correct. People do think Disney and they see all these dollar signs and they think, uh, I, I can't, I just can't afford it or I can't really, oh, I can't think of the word I'm, I'm looking for, but I can't justify, I can't justify spending that much money on this vacation when we could get so much more bang for our buck elsewhere. And you are absolutely right though. You do get bang for your buck at Disney. If you've never been to Disney before and you go to Disney, it kind of ruins any other theme or or amusement park for you because everything they do there is so, like you said, top notch. That being said, you're absolutely correct. I know people who invest thousands of dollars on a Disney vacation, and I know people who absolutely do it on a dime. You know, you can pack your own lunches. You can stay off-site. You can make it work for your family. And I absolutely recommend, you know, never, ever break the bank. Yeah. You know, we're going to talk a little bit about splurging, but legitimately, if it's not in the budget, like don't do it. Right. Nothing is worth going into a tremendous amount of debt, even <laughs> Walt Disney World. So, but I was kind of thinking big picture splurges, if you'll follow yeah. along with me. So if you're willing to spend a little bit more money and it is in the budget, I definitely would recommend splurging on staying on property, on Walt Disney World property. It might cost 100%. you a little bit more. But in the long run, it's so convenient. You will arrive at the airport if you're flying and they take you on a bus directly to your resort. You don't have to worry about transportation from that moment forward. And depending on where you're staying on resort, 
there's all manner of options for you to get to and from your parks. There's the new Disney Skyliner that they just installed at, I think, three or four of the resorts. You can take their Skyliner to Hollywood Studios and Epcot. You can go on a boat sometimes if you're in those certain resorts. And then, of course, they have their busing. Um, so that's one. Number one, stay on resorts, splurge a little bit. If you got the money, do it. Number two, and this is kind of a splurge, but if you have the funds, it's also kind of practical. Right now they're not doing it, but the Disney dining plan. We loved splurging on this because, again, the dollar signs, you're going to add this up on their website and you are going to be like, ah, your eyes are going to get all big and you're going to say, no way. But the thing that's so nice about it is it really gives you this all-inclusive feel to your vacation. You're there. Everything's paid for. Everything has already been budgeted. Yeah. So you don't find yourself in a situation where you're in the park and little Johnny's tugging on your arm saying, mommy, mommy, daddy, daddy, I want that Mickey ice cream. And you say, no, no, no. You know, I already, I just bought you a churro. You're not getting a Mickey right. ice cream. It, it really allows a lot of the no's to turn into yeses, which in everyday life, I would ne not necessarily recommend saying yes to everything. But this is your Walt Disney World vacation. For many people, it may be a once-in-a-lifetime experience. It's really nice to be able to splurge a little bit on your Disney dining plan. And as far as another splurge... I would say just make sure that you build in some budget and some space in your luggage for some souvenirs. You know, we usually tell our kids like, this is how much money you have to spend yeah. while you're on vacation. Make sure you bring something home that will remind you of this for years to come. Um, if you're watching on video right now over my shoulder here, I've got some pins. My kids love doing the pin trading. Oh yes. And it seems so silly because the pins are not inexpensive. They're, they're a little bit of a splurge, but my kids abs absolutely love going up to the cast members or even other kiddos yeah. that have pins on their lanyards and collecting the, you know, you can try and collect a whole set or you just get the ones that you like that you think are super cute. It's really fun. I know my oldest daughter is super excited. She actually has a splash mountain pin. Oh, I yeah. know. And now that's collector's like collector's item now. Collector's item, super hard to find. So um, my girls have always done that too. They love it. Well, thank you so much, Melanie. I love all the stuff you shared today. And I'm sure everyone else does too. Remind us again on YouTube, lend me your ears, right? All things Disney. You can see all Correct. I think the kids would enjoy watching this too. My daughter's really big on YouTube, so she can see Yeah, something else. Oh, sorry to interrupt. Something else fun that I do on the YouTube channel is I think I have three or four song parody music videos too, where I've taken a song and I've rewritten the lyrics. The one that has the most views right now, I rewrote actually about Toy Story 4 and Woody and Bo Peep. I changed the lyrics to Adele's Rolling in the Deep to Woody and Bo Peep. Oh my so goodness. That was a real fun one to make and people seem to enjoy it. But yes, you can find me on the YouTube channel, Lend Me Your Ears. Then I do have the Facebook page and you can find me again at Lend Me Your Ears. I actually do a lot of fun stuff on my Instagram page and my Instagram stories as oh, well. Awesome. You can 
Search me there, lend me your ears, but my actual handle is lend.me.your.ears. Something fun that I do there is we actually do Disney brackets. So it's similar to a sports bracket, but instead of the teams playing each other, people vote in polls, and then the winner advances to the next round. Right now, we are actually doing Walt Disney World attractions. So I'm about to start on our Hollywood Studios attractions. You can vote on your favorites. For example, today we're going to be voting on Rock and Roller Coaster versus Tower of Terror. How difficult is that going to be? Oh, so easy. Can, easy. Oh, easy for you? Rock and Roller oh, Coaster. so hard. Oh, <laughs> see, I think I'm leaning toward Tower of Terror. You don't <laughs> let that drop? Oh, so queasy. Oh, no. <laughs> I know, but that's something really fun that we do. If you want to get involved in those, you can find that on my Instagram, on my stories. So, Oh, well, thank you so much for the time today. And of course, we'll have all of the info linked in the podcast notes as well. So thanks for listening. Well, I hope you enjoyed that episode. We have lots more to come. I'm very excited about some upcoming podcasts. If you like the podcast, it would mean so much if you would subscribe, comment, all of that helps. And I love when you let me know which episodes you like so I can do more of that. Make sure if this is your first one, you can look back and might be interested in some of the ones from the past. And thank you so much for listening.